I'm going to keep this simple today because today was an emotional day on the start. If you missed the show live, you are about to learn why this is the last time I can say. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Friday, January 12th podcast for the start. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We have a monster announcement coming up at 6.35. Before that, though, and Greg, you're proudly wearing the colors. And I thought I was debating, do I wear a Jets hat today or a bomber hat? And I figured Greg's probably going to be repping the Jets after what happened last night. Woo! Ah, what a night at Canada Life Centre. For the most part, it was a little bit tenuous. It was tedious. It was, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. The number one team in the league versus the 31st team in the league. How many teams are there? 32. (laughs) (laughs) This is not supposed to be happening. As bad as Chicago is, they're sort of even worse right now because four or five of their top players are on the shelf, injured, out of the lineup, including, of course, superstar rookie Connor Bedard, uh, who, of course, sold probably a ton of tickets last night. The Jets selling out the game again last night at Canada Life Centre. Lots of Blackhawk fans in attendance last night. And uh, for the most part, they were pretty excited until about four minutes left. And then, you know what, let's just leave it there because we'll share with you how things went down. If you maybe had to turn off the lights and shut off the radio a little bit early, we will uh, we will relive the last four minutes or so from last night's Jets game and let you know how things turned out. But let's put it this way. I did not come in stomping my feet, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in a fairly jovial mood this morning. So ye, there's a hint there as to what happened. And I think I said to you, and I was super excited about this last night, I was lamenting why were we losing to this team, went to bed, then decided to get back up for the last three minutes to see the tying goal and then the winning goal. Oh, thanks, and, Lauren. And then had my oldest son, none of my kids cheer for the Jets. I mean, they don't, they're not against the Jets. It's just never been their number one team. Sure. Finally say, I'm ready, Mom. And right away I knew, and I was like, four, say it. <laughs> I think I'm ready to be a true Jets fan. And I was like, immediately, go text your grandma. She's going to be so excited because my mom is a huge Jets fan. And jerseys will be on their way and they'll be finally have more, more, more against the, more for the Jets than against Oh, I was I was pretty Woo-hoo. I was pretty excited myself when yeah. you told me that. That's this a big morning. deal. Coming on over, coming on it. over, and it goes to show you too. Like this is the kind of team and atmosphere and magic that can draw more people in. So as we no look doubt. at the attendance last night and talk about right, it's finally a sellout. What does it take to get people back into there was those a sellout seats? last night? Yep. Yes, I mean there's the Bedard effect. He didn't play, but that's part of the reason. I think the, I think the Blackhawks. Games have been close to uh, both times. They're not, very popular. Hey, right. All the original six teams sure. have their 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 following. But I right? think it's the kind of team that I don't want to get too far into how far they might go. It's the kind of team that really makes the next generation interested in them, based on how they're working so well together, and you like what they're doing on and off the ice. And that's when kids get excited. I think. And that's where I start to draw the parallels between what's happening with the Jets right now and what the Blue Bombers have done over the last five or six years. You know, and and that's the engagement, uh, more interaction with the players. Let the fans learn more about the players, hear more about the players, create an atmosphere, create a culture, talk about it, engage with the fans. And I think the Jets still have some work to do on that front. But that whole idea of the change of the culture, 
within the locker room is sort of permeating to the rest of the organization. I think the fans are are sensing that. I think there are still fans that are in show me mode that this is a this is a, something that's going to be around for an extended period of time, and then maybe I'll get all the way in on this. But this is the sort of thing that that needs to happen. And uh, kudos to the Jets for for what they're doing right now on the ice. And for me, I think that what you just to piggyback on what you're you're talking about. For me, the 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 shift. For me, uh, happened when they made that announcement the same day that Shifley, like when in the same post, the picture of Shifley and Hellebuck resigned, and the, to me that was a message not just to the Mart to Winnipeg, but to the league. One's like putting the league on notice. Yep. And and because there was talk that they were both on their way out the door, right? Yeah, Rick Bonus has said, and and Kevin Shoveldayev said previous to the start of this season, he says that that you really get a sense. 13 seasons in, you really have everybody in the dressing room. And it might not mean every single player, but a vast majority of all of the players in that dressing room want to be Winnipeg Jets. And there's a limited dissension Mm -hmm. and there's a focus and a commitment to playing a certain way. And everybody's in Rick bonus says that all the time. Everybody's bought in. It's taken a little longer than they had hoped, but here we are. So once again, don't want to make it bigger than it is. We're only halfway through the season, but this is a team to be reckoned with. And, and if you look around the league, yeah, Leah says that they're not getting the love in terms of Stanley cup. No problem. Who cares? We need to let that stuff go too. It's the same. There's some complaints about the game uh, coming up, you know, and who's going to air on hockey night in Canada. And why is the number one, team in the league not getting the right spots. No for, problem. We'll lay like, in the weeds. Let, yeah. yeah. You know, we'll lie like, and wait. It's like the article we talked about last week is the best kept secret. Fine. Yep. Don't talk, don't notice us and then you'll notice us. There you go. So we'll have the sounds of the game coming up for you in our next segment and at 7.55 we have our Friday Jets commentary with John Shannon. Also just want to quickly talk here about snow clearing. I understand your car was entombed in snow, kind of like it looked like a maybe a pastry of sorts. Yeah, well, my oldest did some shoveling, like in the walk and the and the steps, and then my husband did the snow blowing, and then the neighbor went out and did some snow blowing. So by the time I got to my car this morning, it had been moved out of the way, but just that vortex effect meant all the snow blown snow ends up on the car, which it, it's because it comes is it because it comes firing at it like a rocket, you know, through the snow blower. I don't know, but it sticks so much harder. To the car. And so I said to Brett, you know, 46 years old and still haven't figured out getting up a bit early to clear off my car. It just took too long. So we're going to talk about your your things that bug you when people do or do not clear their driveway properly, your walk properly, or your car. Like, what's your pet peeve? Headlights covered? Snow on the roof? The little window that people carve out? I actually uh, witnessed, or I didn't witness, I heard a crash. It was at Osborne, or pardon me, Roslyn and NASA. My buddy and I were walking to the Grove from my place, and we heard a bang, and there was a rear-end situation, and the, the offending vehicle was totally encased in snow. There you go. And there was a little tiny, like maybe one, one square foot on their windshield that had been cleared off. I hope the person who got hit took a picture of that. I so do I, and I, I, I in, in hindsight, I probably should have too. But uh, we were already having a bag. So. It's just the perfect. It's the perfect <laughs> never mind. That's funnier. Let's leave it there. We got to take a peek at your <laughs> forecast, and then sounds of the game next on the start.
It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and it was a game that the odds makers had dubbed as close to a sure thing as you can get. In order to win a hundred bucks, you would have had to have bet four hundred and fifty dollars on the Jets to win last night. That's according to our own Skyler Peters, who has an impressive sports betting portfolio. The implied <laughs> probability of a Jets win was 81%. So you can imagine then anyone who had taken a flyer on the Chicago Blackhawks was pretty excited about the prospect of turning a $100 bet into $350 with just under four minutes left. The 31st place Chicago Blackhawks led the first place Winnipeg Jets one to nothing. That's where we pick up our sounds of the game. Dickinson tried to get it for Blackwell, broken up again by Josh Morrissey. I don't care what happens in this game here tonight. Josh Morrissey has to be a star. Morrissey back along the boards for Lowry. Protects the puck. Forehand out in front. A redirect. They score! Gabriel Velarde sends this place into celebration. We are tied at one with three and a half to go in the third period. Now Brendan Dillon into where the middle for Lowry. One touch to head for Ehlers. One on one. Swings in. Shoots. Score! Nikolai Ehlers darting inside the zone. Winnipeg scored two quickies and they lead it 2-1. to one. And Reichel will try to get it out in front. Came off a stick. Reichel gathers it up and that'll pretty much do it. That will as the horn sounds. And the Winnipeg Jets have won eight in a row to establish a new franchise high. And there's such an energy around this team. Jets now have collected points in their 14th straight contest and wake up this morning three points clear of Colorado and seven points ahead of the Dallas Stars in the race for first place in the Central Division. Of course, it wasn't all sunshine and roses for the Jets. Mark Shifley left the game in the second period with an undisclosed or maybe more accurate to say an unknown injury. So we hope to hear more about Shifley's circumstances today from the Jets, Greg. And another sellout crowd as we were discussing a little bit earlier in downtown Winnipeg and the Jets continue their incredible streak, Brett, of allowing fewer than three goals. That number now stands at 31 consecutive games. And that's pretty impressive sellout considering the conditions yesterday. Like we were, we were wondering, are people even going to be able to make it to the game? So that's awesome. So go Jets, go. We've got more at 7.55 with our John Shannon. Jets report and this busy section of the schedule continues tomorrow night. The Philadelphia Flyers come to town. 6 p.m. start time. Our pregame coverage for Filipino Heritage Night gets underway at 4 o'clock. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We've been seeing for the last couple of days. Big, big announcement coming up on Friday morning at 6.35. So let's waste no time. Let's just get right into it. Loren McNabb has the announcement. You said waste no time. There are a couple of ways to make a good announcement. You could rip the Band-Aid off, Brett, and just get to it. You could draw it out, maybe provide a bit of suspense. And because this announcement is personal to me, I'm going with option two. I'm going to draw it out and take you back to 1977 when a <laughs> <laughs> redheaded girl with a dream. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Let's just get to the headline. I am super excited to announce a career move for me, a, a promotion into a leadership position and a more expansive storytelling role. Starting Monday, I'll be taking on a new title of executive producer of Talk and special on-air contributor to 680. And I'm really looking forward to this because this is going to give me a chance to work more with all our fantastic shows here and, and you know, to help guide editorial decisions throughout the day. 
and with continued on-air contributions. I'm going to you know, work with this fantastic team to do what we've always done best, dig deep into those important stories and bring you more enterprise journalism, investigative pieces, and, and those meaningful features. Taking on this new leadership role does mean I will no longer be starting the day with you at 6.07 a.m., which makes this bittersweet. You know, when I moved to radio from TV five and a half years ago, this morning radio family, our listeners welcomed me with open arms And I have learned so much from the thousands of you who wake up with us every single day. You're smart and funny really early in the morning, which always boggles my mind. And by sharing your thoughts, you've reinforced some of my opinions on everything from healthcare to hockey to why pickles are amazing, Greg. (laughs) There are also You can still be wrong and brilliant, (laughs) Greg. There are also times you made you know, you've changed my mind by sharing your own opinions. And I now agree. I agree. Not putting your shopping cart back, Johnny, is a completely jerk move at the store. I get it. You have literally moved me and you've made me laugh and you've made me cry with your open and honest thoughts and stories. And to my morning Manitobans, you're remarkable. So stay remarkable. And while I'll miss our early hours together, I'm not going to say I'm going to miss you because I'll keep listening to you to figure out where we need to take the next story. And because this role includes a plan to produce more stories, I'm going to be joining all our shows with different pieces I put together on what I hope will be a fairly regular basis. And you know, from the moment I joined Global Winnipeg 24 years ago, I've always liked telling your stories, so I'm grateful for the chance to keep doing this uh, as an ongoing on-air contributor, and I'm grateful to my family for always going along with the ride as I get antsy in in my time looking for new challenges. And I've also, and I said this to you guys about a month ago in 24 years with Chorus, never actually stayed at one position for longer than four, maybe five years. But I actually did the math last night. Here we are at five and a half years. This makes it my longest stint in one role, which says everything about this job and about you, our family, and about Greg and Brett and Forte and Sarah and Jeff Braun and Cam Porches and Kelly Moore and all the people who were and are regularly shifted to start their day in the middle of the night the show in 2018 was Macklin and McGarry, but you guys didn't hesitate when the decision was made to add a third M. McNabb, you've been gracious from the moment I arrived at Polo Park at 4 a.m. when I came running in scared that the mannequins were going to come alive in the store next door because they were creeping me out and I thought they were going <laughs> to kill me. You've taught me so much about this medium and myself and you've put up with my singing and my laugh and my fast talking, listening to me right now, ways. You don't like it, but you only complain a little bit when I steal your pens. And you've put up with the fact that I have not once ever remembered when it was my turn to read the weather. Forte, you have one of the best work ethics and smiles with anyone I've worked with. We'll continue to work together. Greg, every single day you say something that makes me think, man, that man is smart. That's such a good point. You're so eloquent. Brett, you have a way of making those super complicated stories extremely relatable and you're both so funny. Like, you know, when I talk about my love of storytelling, I actually go home every day and tell a story, not just about something we did on air, but something that happened off air that was extremely hilarious. Thank you for being so genuine. And most importantly, you guys are my friends. And so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for encouraging me and congratulating me as I move into this next phase of my career. And most importantly, know that you're going to continue to see me in here. I plan to join often, as I said, for segments, but as far as I'm concerned right now, I'm your boss, so I'm just going to come on whenever I feel like it, okay? (laughs) Like, we'll just pretend that that's how that goes. And sure, yes, of course, there's a part of me that is looking forward to not waking up in the middle of the night, but I will be waking up just in time on Monday to hear you say, this is Macklin and McGarry, and you are listening to the start. On to the next adventure, my friends. You're going to be our boss? (laughs) 
This just gets worse and worse. I don't even know if that's actually technical. I feel like Mike Miller. We spoke to Mike Miller earlier this week. And of course, Mike has gone from being a player with the Blue Bombers. And now he's going to be the special teams coordinator. And it didn't strike him. Oh, I guess that means I've retired. Did you not hear me ask him? How do you um, (laughs) ask him for a friend? But uh, (laughs) how does one make that transition from the team? I knew where you were going with that. And then he had no advice, which was also not helpful. But... (laughs) We'll see where this. We'll see where this goes. We're we're uh, devastated and elated at the same time, uh, if that's possible. I think it is because I'm living it right now. And congratulations, Loren. Uh, I've got some lengthier thoughts, as does Brett. We'll share with the, those with you as we make our way through the morning. But um, yeah, this is this is good news for our team, our overall team, our radio family. Uh, I know our listeners are already weighing in. They're going to miss you immensely. But don't worry, Loren will be here often. She will be here with all the humor, all the insight, all the journalistic integrity that you've come to expect from Loren McNabb. And uh, we love you very much, Loren, and, and congratulations. Thank you both. And I'll just, I, I have a couple of things I want to say, but I'll just, I'll make this quick. Um don't. It's I not say the this, Oscars. There's no music playing. Forte, no. No music. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just this, the, the music is to make sure I don't ramble on. <laughs> I just want to very quickly say that at 7.05, I put something together Uh-oh. to celebrate the fact that you are, and I say this not as your co-host. I say this not as your friend. I say this as a fan of radio. I love radio. I love this job because I love radio. You are the most dynamic performer I've ever heard on the radio. And at 7.05, we're going to celebrate that fact. And listener Tom is asking, where do I send the gift of marble cheese? Oh, Tom, stick it. You can stick that marble cheese where the cheese don't shine. I don't even know what that means, but you know what I mean, Tom. Marble cheese. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, our last day as Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Loren, if you're just tuning in, Loren just announced on Monday she is taking on a new role, a leadership role as executive producer here at 680 CJOB. Uh, So we want to celebrate today and have some fun. And you know what? As it turns out, (laughs) like an hour ago, I was walking down the hall uh, just beside Country 99, Winnipeg's new country. And this put a smile on my face. I'm getting drunk on a plane. Fine drinks for everybody, but the pilot is a party guy. <laughs> this is a song in regular rotation on country radio. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it just, A, a made me smile because it's just a good song. Um, but B, I'm getting drunk on a plane. Like country music, I know it gets made fun of, but I, I've grown to appreciate how unpretentious and simple it can be. There's Get nothing right wrong the with point. just having fun yep. with a silly song like this. So, we want to know, what are the fun, silly, simple songs that you enjoy or that get stuck in your head? And, what, well, Loren, you, you're the country aficionado. I the full lyrics to the song, and I, one of the lines I didn't realize... <laughs> oh, no. Told her about my condition, got a little mile-high flight attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I don't know why I didn't... 
Well, Brett, came, this completely derailed our morning. Like to the point at five fifty-five, I'm like, guys, what else are we? We have we have a show to build. Like, what else are we doing today? Who are interviews? But who cares? Because then I went immediately to my song, which is so basic and so scientifically correct. But where I come from, rain is a good thing. Why? Why is rain a good thing? Here we go. Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby. Of course, uh, copious amounts yeah. of fornication. There you go. Great connection. <laughs> this is like this is a fact. This is a factual statement, true, and I'm going to put it to song. I love that. That's Luke Bryant. I love it. That's so good. Uh, so let's go around the horn here, and you can weigh in at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. What are the fun, happy, simple songs that? Get stuck in your head that just make you make you smile. Cam Poitras, what do you got? Well, we'll start with one my dad used to play all the time at the house. A little Jim, little Jimmy Dickens, uh, play that one there. Brett, going real old school here. Yes. Oh my! One fine day as I was walking down the street, just walking down the street. That's right. Got a beggar man with rags upon his feet. That happens. Did you see it? Took a penny from my pocket in his tin cup, but it drop it. And I heard him say as I made my retreat May the bird of paradise fly up your nose <laughs> May the bird of paradise fly up your nose Which is what you say to somebody when they uh, do something nice for you the, you say may the bird of paradise fly may up your nose May the bird of paradise fly up your nose Sounds painful Beats up your nose with a rubber hose, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm going to make that my email sign off just confuse people. Yeah. What exactly is the bird of paradise? Who knows? Like what kind of bird are we uh, talking it's, here? Uh, it's a big bird, very, very big. Like it better not condor. Be a con- or yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a condor. Right out of my mouth. <laughs> Straight out of Bakersfield. Well, Stanley, let's go to you next. Yeah. So one of the the things I love most about working at the keg is usually I walk in there at about you know five thirty or whatever, and uh, you got a, something stuck in your head from maybe listening to power on the way over in the car or something like this. And I'm going to try and hit the post like I'm a radio DJ. Uh, and then I start singing it. And then I, you know, do a couple laps around the steakhouse. The next thing you know, three other servers are singing it. And then you just kind of keep going and going and going. And then next thing you know, everyone for the next like three hours is singing it. And a ridiculous song, but also one of the top three songs of all time. Hit it! So I don't think any uh, any keggers are up right now. Maybe the old heads, Don or Mike or uh, Scott, our manager. Trust me, some of them are still up. Oh, bar top was pretty. I was there last night. The bar top is pretty light. Do you do it in that voice too, though? Like it's not just you have to sing it like that. There's something about '90s rock guys. Can you take me? Like Eddie Vedder. Like oh yeah, Pearl Jam. They all do that. There's something about those '90s guys. But yeah, Creed is so back. I was having their moment. I was literally listening to Creed as I was getting ready for work this morning. Really, they're the best. I'm so pro Creed. One of my boys asked the other day, Dad. Why are people so anti-Creed? 
good. It was like people like Auntie. It was just people like, hated Creed. Were they like the Nickelback of the time? Yeah, it was yeah. 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 America's yeah. Nickelback. That is a perfect oh, correlation. I didn't know that. Absolutely. I didn't know there was a pro anti Creed thing. Yeah, for me, it was uh, the, the Creed was my set, the song My Sacrifice. Hello, yeah. my friend, we meet again. Spirit of White Hole, where should we begin? There you go, Scott. <laughs> it's like forever. Because <laughs> when you are with me, I'm free. Where's the guitar? <laughs> I have nothing to add here. That went around the wheel and it just died with me. <laughs> I'm like frantically gurgling the lyrics. Oh my God, what comes next in this song? Uh, Greg, what do you got? Uh, well, you know, there are only so many people in this world that could inspire me to compose a song, to write a song. And so I thought it'd be fitting today. Just so happens that uh, I wrote a song for Loren McNabb, starring Loren McNabb. Just like a zipper, just like a zipper. <laughs> I was blanking on where this was going. Just like a zipper, just like a zipper. Yours All right, you, know, you can't even zip it. The other day you told me Look, that you were actually humming this yes. and singing along this in your car. A song, that fake song that you created as I was zippering this. <laughs> Just yours, green the merge. I love it. MPI can have this song for five dollars. No, no, no. No. Don't sell yourself so short. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll 50. be your agent. Thank you, Sky. <laughs> Thank you, know, you, Skyler. You, you put it in the books. You bet on a game for me. We'll like increase that pot, and, and then and then I'll quit right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on. All right. So then uh, we got uh, 60 seconds left here. Let's go to Forte. Okay. This one was so hard because I didn't know what to pick because I like a lot of ridiculous songs. But you know what? I'm Jeff, and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> Little Banga Boys. <laughs> <laughs> this also reminds me of the Six Flags commercials with the uh, the, oh, the yeah. old man. You know, he was always yeah. like dancing around, guy. just looked like a happy guy. That's who I am. I'm that old man. This is you, and wrapped up in a song. <laughs> it is, I feel like it's the moment. Are you at the party when this comes on, and you're the only one in the corner, just like? Yeah, Fortune is that like guy shaking. when he's like 75 and still moving and still grooving. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, Fortune will look about 25 when he's 75. He looks 12 <laughs> now. So. <laughs> All right. So two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. We need you to tell us about. Just the fun, happy, simple songs you love that make you smile, that get stuck in your head. And we've got tickets for the Winnipeg Renovation Show. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. By the way, we've also got our next winner of Ramuary for a pair of tickets to Ram Motorsports Spectacular at Canada Life Centre next month. Uh, we'll do that a bit later on. It is 6.57. Skyler's got your news next on The Start. Take to get takes, on with it. It takes a while. <laughs> All right. Well, we were, I was hoping to hear hear him say it, <laughs> but we're asking you this morning about the songs that you 
Just the simple songs that you love. Not necessarily parody songs like a Weird Al song, but Jen saying, My BFF and I are both country fans, but she hates the silly songs. Oh, here it is. For years, says Jen, every time I'd hear honky tonk padonka donk on the radio, I'd call and leave it on her work voicemail. It had to be in the wild on the radio. And uh, so, Jen, there you go. Honky tonk padonka donk. And Jen says, Congrats, Loren. And that leads into what we're talking about here. If you're just tuning in, we've had a major announcement this morning. It's a bittersweet day because. Loren is leaving us to become, what was the full title, Loren? Executive producer? I want you to give me a title, like Supreme Ruler oh, or yes, something like that. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, executive producer, and uh, so that means I'll just be working to help guide some of the talk throughout the day. And so with that, I'll also do some on-air contributions and more stories because I love to do the storytelling. And so it's a kind of hybrid role, sort of a new role. Um, but it means I'm coming off air. For the morning show, although I will insert myself where I choose to <laughs> whenever I feel like it. Good thing you got those uh, new business cards a couple of weeks ago, eh, Loren? <laughs> I'm going to install a phone in uh, Fortier's room where like, it's like a bat line, like a red. When it rings, you must put me on air with any <laughs> thought I have. So the full announcement was at 635. You'll be able to soon find that in the audio vault at cjob.com. So today is a celebration of Minidosa's favorite daughter. And to help facilitate this, I've put something together here, a bit of a, a greatest hits package. And I should preface this by saying Loren is an incredible journalist who's worked around the world. She's won several awards for her work throughout her career, including over the last five years she's been with us on the start. But I just want to shove all that aside because for me, what's always been my favorite part of Loren is the fact that she's the funniest person I've ever met. No one makes me laugh more than Loren. She is the most, and I said this before, I'll say it again. I say this not as her co-host or her friend, but as a fan of radio. She is the most dynamic, entertaining performer I've ever heard on the radio, period. So I was compelled to put together a sampling of this. So please sit back with me, enjoy a few minutes of Loren Gone Loren and some of my favorite moments from the start. Minidosa, Manitoba. There are so many bedroom communities in this province that if you pass through, there really isn't a lot in the terms of retail because people are choosing to shop in Winnipeg and the towns that are truly successful are the ones that have homegrown businesses. So absolutely, as a small town girl, as a daughter of an entrepreneur, get out there. Do your local stuff. How do you like that? Do, huh? do your local. Huh? Do not cut that into a problem. Be local. Nah, nah. It must be such a headache for managers because that's when so many people get to the point of the year and we're all in that boat where you're like, uh-oh, I got these days I need to use. Plus it's Christmas or you have a different holiday you're celebrating coming up and you want the time off. Mm -hmm. And then we're all at the same time going to the boss being like, hey, <laughs> how are you? Oh, you look so pretty today. Um, I have 19 days I need to use. Corn on the cob, lobster, and a baked potato. Are you honestly saying 
that you like any of the above without butter or salt? That you would eat them plain? No, no. Okay, that's important for me to know because I think that when people say they like things, what they really mean is they like the butter. That's Don't forget not so- sour cream and bacon bits, please. <laughs> but, that's my point. Oh, God, you know what I could go for tonight? Just put that potato in the oven and then serve it to me as is. I have a family friend who makes the best homemade bread. And it is meant to be consumed with butter only in my mind. And when I watch people cut into the loaf and add a cheese whiz, I'm like, come on, man. For example, we saw her in the summer and she gave each kid in the family one loaf of bread, like a present. And I watched my kids cut into it. They're like, what a cheese whiz? And I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, we do, but no. Loren, do you put the grocery cart back? Most of the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean most? So there might be a scenario, I suppose, if I'm in a huge rush. There's no scenario. No, yeah. Jeff, Ron? Absolutely. I'm not a monster like Loren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and furthermore, I will never, go around the... No, there's never been a scenario where any of you have never, never put the cart back. That never, is a ever, ever. You're I, a dirty liar. Ask the guys who always put the cart away how often they are shopping with... Children in tow. Doesn't matter. Put them in the car and then bring, oh, the car bring them with you. Okay. Get the oh, like what, the an car what, a ridic- <laughs> what a ridiculous excuse. I have children. I can't do it. Honestly, for the three men who don't have children to now decide that they're the gods of parenting. <laughs> Grocery store pet Minus peeves. 40. Kid in a car seat. Newborn screaming. Your breasts are filling up with milk because you have to nurse. I'll just get in the car and do that for 30 seconds before I put my cart away. Oh no, now I'm a horrible person. They've all left the room. <laughs> Jim Toth, Loren McNabb is going to talk zipper driving with me. Na, 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 na. Do the zipper. Na, 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 na. A zipper merch. I know the headline caught Greg's eye yesterday, but Greg, it was for a different reason. Well, because I knew <laughs> Loren would love it. It reads Winnipeg City Councilors push for permanent zipper merch signage and immediately. So I wanted to send that to Winnipeg's own champion of the zipper merge, Loren McNabb. You go, they go. You go, they go. You go, they go. Just like a zipper. You go, they go. You go, they go. You're zippering the merge. Okay? Does everybody understand? Don't forget the wave. The wave is a nice sure. addition no, no. to the process. It's like go, a dance. You go, you go they wave, go wave. They go wave. You go, go wave, wave. They go wave. You, you go wave, wave. They go I wave. wave. Yeah. You go, they go wave. So I write down sounds good, you know, in our internal chat a million times a day when we're exchanging ideas. Sounds good. That's good. Looks good. And it always corrects it to sounds food. <laughs> like every single time, yeah, which yeah. makes no sense. And let me tell you this. I am never writing duck in any sentence. You know what I'm writing for? <laughs> in any sentence, I'm not writing, oh, what the duck? <laughs> Loren's pumping her uh, fists in the air. You gotta crank this. You know why? During a bad breakup in my 20s, this song got played a lot. <laughs> what is it? Jody Messina, Bye Bye Love, I'll Catch You Later. Got a lead foot down on my accelerator and the rear view mirror tore off because I ain't never looking back. And that's a fact. <laughs> Woo! Loren <laughs> McNabb performing Saturday and Sunday at Country I Fest. Bye-bye. Oh, that was excellent, Brett. Thank you. I forgot about all of those, but I am not saying goodbye. I'm just saying hello to a new role. I'll be back here Monday just doing something a little different. I hope to still come on with you guys when I can and actually maybe just for the ridiculous stuff. Maybe it should just be about shopping carts. <laughs> I was going to say, put away your shopping merges. cart, eh, lady? Manager? I do. I lady do. manager? Sometimes.
I haven't ever seen. Be a since, leader. What, what was that, three years ago, four years ago? The grocery cart thing? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years. Like, ever since then, I have never once <laughs> not put that cart back. And I think I've actually dirty-eyed a few people who don't put the cart back. We got to get out of here, Forte. I do need to just quickly say this, though. Upon listening to that again, that last part in that song, lead foot down on the accelerator, rear view mirror torn off because you're never looking back. Doesn't sound all that safe. Sounds like in your 20s, you were a menace to society. You know what? When you're saying goodbye to a boyfriend that you actually later ended up marrying... <laughs> You got to tear off that rearview mirror. Well, I didn't know God that love part him. That's of the part story. of the story. That's you know <laughs> you got to have a little drama on the way in. It is Mackling. Oh boy, do I love bears! You can bet your life that I do. There ain't nothing anywhere like a big black bear long as he's a mile away from you. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb for the last time as a trio. Loren announced this morning she is leaving the start to become the executive producer and special on-air contributor here at 680 CJOB. And to celebrate and have some fun, we're just asking you about fun, happy songs that make you smile. Loren, what is this? This is this is Uncle Smokey, and the song is, of course, "Man, Do I Love Bears." <laughs> I, I think that's of course, who doesn't sing about bears? Bears, the bears. <laughs> I uh, you, like, and the, the does funny, he do uh, on top of Old Smokey as well? Do you remember that song about the spaghetti? And I the would meatballs? like to think Uncle Smokey would be singing singing about Smokey, but I, the best part when I read this out loud to you guys, Greg goes, oh, "Of course, I know that song." Like, of course, did you know this song? No. Right. But he he says we've done it on the show, so I, if Greg remembers that, then I trust that implicitly. So 204-780-6868, keep telling us the fun, happy songs that make you smile for a chance to win some tickets for the Winnipeg Renovation Show. We'll pick a winner a little bit later on. Normally on Fridays, this is where we tell you, where we put on our couch potato hats and tell you what's new at the movies. But instead of going with the Friday Mm. 7.35 roll. How about we pretend it's Tuesday, Greg? Yeah, we have a stable of regular guests whom we call upon when the need arises. In fact, we go out of our way to bring them on when we have an excuse. And then there's our next guest who joins us regularly. We can't get enough of this person, especially when he and Loren start going back and forth. We say good morning <laughs> to the president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, Wade Miller. Good morning, Wade. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. I didn't know this was well, I happening. Think, I say guys because she's already <laughs> gone, in my opinion. Like you guys are, you guys are having to carry this yourself already. <laughs> I've never known. I have never known in all the years I've known you, Wade, if you're being sarcastic or serious or funny. You have a your deadpan. I think it's. I think this is serious. <laughs> 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 I've never known. We were likening I, uh, Lorenz change. Share, go ahead, can Wade. I share my seriousness side for a second. Sure, is, go is ahead. Okay. Okay. So, twenty-four years, Loren, Twenty-four years you've been on air or on on radio, right? Mm-hmm. And in the time I've known you, the first few years you were a reporter working at Global, or you know, doing uh, you know the the night show, and and I always knew that whenever you came to report on something with the stadium or the football team, I need to be on my game because you are so good. So in all seriousness, unbelievable career on air and uh, the five years um, with CJOB when I, you know, it's only five. I thought it was like 15 the amount of times I've talked to you, but it was only five. Uh, so 
just an unbelievable career uh, and, and look forward to seeing what you do next um, in the, in your new role. So that's my seriousness part. And just want to say it's, it's, you know, I grew up watching you on TV, not to suggest you're old. <laughs> Hang on. Like, can we just recap how old each of us are here? I'm a 77. You? Me, 73. So, exactly. Uh-huh. A-O, I grew up watching you on the football <laughs> yeah. field. How about we, re- we flip this? Wait, that's very kind of you. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, just unbelievable uh, what, you, what you've done on air and, uh, you know, what you've done for our community. So if I, that. if I'm being honest, I always thought I had to be on my toes when talking to you because you have the, um, how should I put this? Like a resting Brett face, but a resting Wade face, you know, like you're, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're serious. You're doing a good job running your club and it means so much to you and to this community. And so I knew that when I was talking to you, I had to be on my toes because what you wanted to share was so important to so many of us. And I will continue to talk Bombers, go to Bombers games, and eventually sing O Canada on the field one day, Wade, one day. Well, this year, we've already talked. We're having tryouts. <laughs> They're next week on the field. The next week in uh, the winter? Buddy! Yeah, well, we just want to see. You, know, you never know. It could be a cold weather game that you're you know, asked to come to. So. <laughs> not that cold. We'll I got have a you. special tryout. Now that you're not getting up early every morning, we'll have a special tryout for you. So. I love it. I'm there. Wade, thanks for this. We were we were speaking to a different Miller earlier this week. Who's of course making that transition from player to coach, and you've yeah, made that you've made that transition from player to executive. And so Loren was asking some advice of, of Mike, like because now Loren's going to be able to tell us what to do. Like she's effectively our boss. So yeah, but just just to be clear, is anything changing really? <laughs> Wait, I was hoping you'd have some advice. You made the transition from, you know, on field yeah, to off. No, I'll, I'll give you the advice <laughs> off air. It's not very complicated, but nothing's yeah, really secret, changing. Right? Like if, if they're being honest with themselves, they know nothing's really changing. So Perfect place to leave that. I love it, Wade. Thank you. <laughs> love it. Okay, Thanks, guys, Wade. Appreciate we appreciate it. you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Wade Miller, thank you so much for that. Wade Miller is the president and CEO of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Joining us to... Invite Loren to try out, to sing O Canada. I uh, don't get doing it in the extreme cold. It's like a test of, it's like a feat of strength type competition. I think it's a test of your will. I think Wade is testing you to see how serious you are about this. You know what, the good thing about Wade is Wade is is such a... uh, Shining example in our community. Like, I make fun about him, how serious he was and going to interview him, but it's because it means so much to him. Like, so, so the same way it would mean to us to put a good product on air. He wants to every day make Manitobans happy with the product he puts on field. And so on the opposite end, when you're interviewing him, that's what he's, he's getting at, right? Like, do our best, build the stadium, have a great city, have a great team, have a great community, help give back, do good. And so those are serious things, even when you're having fun. No question. I was at that Bomber Fan Appreciation Day, and he was there walking around saying hello to people. He was wearing the, you know, sporting the, he was wearing that snazzy golf shirt uh, that I've mentioned before. But uh, yeah, like his, he, he never, he's, he's a hustler. He never stops hustling to 
to make that team great and to and then to boost the spirits of our community. I mean, we talk about the Jets on on a roll and people are excited. And when the Bombers are playing, you can't. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter the demographic. And it, like when I'm walking around, walking home from downtown, I see people from all walks of life talking about the Bombers as they're walking past me. And that's largely in part because of the efforts of that man who has a work ethic that's like yours, Loren. I've joked that you're like a. Wow, how do I put it? You're a news terminator sent back in time to save journalism. Because <laughs> I don't understand how you how you can do all of the things you do. I think I I like to think I work pretty hard. I can't hold a candle to this woman. That's not me. true. Loren None of that's does true. Loren does multiple things simultaneously, and that's and that's the the part of the magic or the witchcraft that is Loren McNabb, and she makes it look so easy. Yeah, that's why every one of those things has only got a seventy percent result. Though you know, you work, you put your you put your fingers in too many pies. The pies can only taste so good. Just stop. I think there's a reason why you put that and Wade t-shirt. get along and butt heads so entertainingly because I think you're you're similar. You, you want the best. You want nothing but the best out of yourself and for those around you. And and for that reason, I think we're super lucky to to have you. We're so lucky that your next. Step isn't somewhere else that it's here, and uh, we couldn't be happier about that part of it. Maybe we should start a new team, Wade and I, join forces. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. What team? Miller and McNabb and Miller? Yes. Oh, Miller M- and McNabb. M- we, we never even thought of, have we ever said that never. once in five years? Never joined by a fourth M. We do that with every M in the market. Marchand, Moore, Moore. Yeah, I've run out of M's. That's the mayor. when she came over. The mayor. <laughs> But we and Miller went right over our heads. <laughs> Silly us. Um, and by the way, couch potatoes. We normally tell you what's. I'll just quickly tell you what's new at the movies this weekend. Jason Statham plays the beekeeper. He's a beekeeper who goes on a rampage of vengeance, and it looks great. And then there's also Mean Girls. Uh, sort of. It's not a remake. It's an adaptation of the musical, which was adapted from the movie. Tina Fey wrote the movie. Helped write the musical for Broadway, and now she's back starring in this movie as well. And it, too, is getting pretty good reviews. So full podcast is available now at cjob.com for the couch potatoes, and the show airs Saturdays and Sundays at noon on 680 CJOB. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and it's, it's a bittersweet day but we're celebrating this morning, Greg, because what did we learn just after 6.35? The Winnipeg Jets are the first place team in the National <laughs> yes, Hockey League. Yes. They've been there for a week, and we are celebrating from 6 a.m. until 9.50. Oh, is there something else? No, that is better. That is much better. Uh, our dear friend, our colleague, our... <laughs> <laughs> the intercal, like really the glue of the start, uh, is uh, leaving us. She's not leaving the building. She's just moving on to other endeavors, new challenges. In fact, um, we get to call her boss lady henceforth. Just moving the into a, a new role of executive producer, on air contributor still. So you'll still hear me on air, just not starting at six in the morning. I'm going to work to produce more stories and features and maybe um, join for some fun, silly stuff too, because that's actually always the best stuff. And so that's the new job. Starts Monday. I'll get a little extra hours to sleep in. Excited to take on a new challenge. The fact that I don't have to turn my alarm on, or maybe I still do. I don't know. Will I just be like not able to get up still? 
I think your I think your sleep patterns are. You know I'll be awake at like I'm trying two, to find a polite word the here. They're they're pooched yeah, for, for for the while, rest of right? your life. Yeah. Yes. And speaking of silly, it takes three weeks. By the way, to it takes three weeks. That's I, you should talk to Jeff Ron when he came <laughs> off the morning shift to, as anchors. He said, uh, I think it was. Was that last spring? It was just last fall that he felt like he didn't wake up at two in the morning in a panic. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Months. Well, there's oh another boy. one that knows a little bit about that. Who's in studio with us in lieu of Gabrielle Marchand for a weekly gab with Gabby Gregg? From Channel 9, Cable 12, CKND Television, The Morning Show, Global News Morning, Clay Young, reporter extraordinaire. You hosted, how long did you host the weekend wake-up show, Clay? Mm, about four years. And then, of course, you, you know, you still I'm, get up early. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know. I still wake up on the weekends. There it is. At, at that time. As do Brett and I. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm usually But awake. it's wonderful still to be awake. here with you. And I and I, I want to say I love this woman over here. Love her to death. So you're moving on in the big executive suite, are you? Corner office, baby. Yeah, is there I even hear that. a corner office? No, I'll be staying in the same. Well, there is, there is a, a corner, corner office. office. It's empty it's too. It's not mine. Should I just move in? Just go. <laughs> assume, assume your way in. I don't change. Now. I don't change desks, chairs, parking spots, anything like we'll that. We'll get somebody to put your name on the on the door before we leave today. I should have just ordered a sign. It's like when I um, moved overseas to be the Middle East correspondent for Global National. But I was also in charge of like hiring the fixer and the translator and the camera guy in Gaza and then worked with the camera guy and handled all this money. And so I was like, I'm just going to make myself business cards and call me the bureau chief. And that's what... <laughs> Don't tell anybody about that. Oh, that's good. That's the way. <laughs> I just gave myself a title. Did you? I didn't make the business cards, but I often would say that to people sometimes because it's like, hang on, I won't move into that you office. You have the responsibility without the title. That's right. And if you have to bestow a title upon yourself, I think you're allowed to do that That's from time to time. That's why I want a new title, Clay. Like, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure working with you. And we're still going to work together. It's not oh, like yeah. you're leaving anywhere. I plan to harass you on a regular well, basis. Well, you know, here's a, th- a little known fact, folks. You know, around 5 o'clock in the morning... Some of the people on this particular program come down down the hallway, and if it's Loren, uh, she'll go, so uh, what's going on, Clazy? The only person I know who calls me Clazy. Because Clazy's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, Certainly not lazy. No. no. My gosh, speaking of people who work hard, my goodness. So, Do you remember, uh, by the way, it was about a year ago I was filling in for Gabby? This is a true story. So I'm getting ready, and I'm on the anchor desk, and all of a sudden the, the studio door barges open, and it's Loren. And I go, what are you doing? I'm just coming in here to harass you. <laughs> she, she actually got on the desk with me and just gave me the stare. She just stared at me. I remember this. Yes. That's right. And it was like, do you mind? I wasn't in the camera frame, but, you know, I wanted to see if I could throw shake me. him, throw, throw him. Throw me. And while he was on the air? I don't know if it was on air, but it was right before was you went on like air. It was just like seconds to go. And I'm, I, I kept looking over in there. She's like, she's giving me the look. And I go, do you mind? Would you leave? I always imagine no. that when Loren was in television that the 
dental floss would be coming out of her tooth and her hand under the desk as they wipe from the opening to uh, an empty chair to no to you and you just be uh I once had to get someone you know how just a half an hour ago Greg and I came running in late and Brat was yelling out the door Greg and Loren get in here because I like to work to the exact deadline yeah. I had to get a colleague once to help me take like my mic got all caught in my shirt because of course I was doing it last minute and then I just screamed get in here and we're like ripping off the shirt trying to get the microphone back on and it was with seconds to spare like there were days you think you get uh, you think I give you near heart attacks Brett imagine opening up the studio and <laughs> just a blank green screen oh I, I I see it every day Gabby almost every day I see you're walking out of she the makeup room at like 558. And she's still fiddling with the the mic yep. thing that, that you that yep. you TV people's wear. Yeah, cool as a uh, cucumber. Yeah, just no zero panic. But uh, I I I feel panicked <laughs> on behalf of whoever's working in the production. Yeah, when I see that. But she's obviously she's got it down pat. So if yeah. you can do it, great. And it was actually apropos that it happened I today. Know. I didn't do it on purpose. But Greg Greg was with me, which made it better. And then 10 minutes after that, Clegg, Clegg, Clay, Clay, we, we go into the traffic and I start talking as I always do, just as Brett has to say something on air. I don't think there's a day that's gone by where he says, five seconds, Loren, and I feel the need to try to squeeze in a 76-second story in five. <laughs> so you won't miss that. I tried to do that in radio. I mean, I did that all the time on radio. Yeah, it was called you breaking know? format, Clay. Yeah, and... <laughs> And Bergen, and, and Kevin Bergen, Kevin Bergen, you know, he'd say into my headphones, he said, dude, we got a break. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to you when I get to you. Anyway, I got another question. But when I went over to the TV side. Do you hear the I music, was, Clay? I know. That means we when have I was to go over out. to the TV side, they said, when we say break, you break. Because I know about your shenanigans on the radio there side. There you go. There you go. Clay Young, he was in for Gabby this morning on Global News Morning. Love you to death. <laughs> He's a roving reporter extraordinaire. And yes, we all miss you on 680 CJOB, Clay. Uh, but he's a TV guy at heart. I mean, with that hair. Come on, he's got great hair. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And we're asking you this morning about uh, just a fun, simple song that makes you smile. And it was inspired by the fact that I was walking past our new friends, Country 99, Winnipeg's new country, right down the hall, and Dirk's Bentley, Drunk on a Plane, was playing. Like, I walked by just as he says, I'm getting drunk on a plane. And I started smiling immediately because, A, I love the song, and B, like... <laughs> You talk about country music, people mock it uh, for the, how the, it's always about, you know, gotta buy. My boat broke down and my dog ran away and I, my wife left me. I'm getting drunk, but like he just, said, I'm getting drunk on a plane. Yep. <laughs> how many of us have said that, done that over yeah. the years, right? It's like ah, I've had a rough day. I'm on my way home. I've got one. If we have time, once we're done this, that I can't believe I haven't mentioned this morning. Oh, really? I can't believe I haven't mentioned it. I'm going to text it to you, Forche. Okay. So we'll uh, wind that up. One of our listeners, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be a country song, but this listener says, my six-year-old loves Vacation by Thomas Rhett. He calls it the bikini song and has uh, advised us to check the video 
Oh. Are you familiar with no. that? No. I meant to look, I saw that text and there's been so many coming in fast and furious that I couldn't keep up with all these songs that I didn't know. It's, whenever we talk music, I have to build a playlist yeah. out of what the, our listeners, our great audience suggests. So I appreciate that. But uh, the, so we've got tickets for the Winnipeg Renovation Show and we're going to give it to the person who asked for this one. The song is I'm Going to Miss Her by Brad Paisley. And it's uh, Shannon or it's either Shannon and or Clint. They uh, share the phone, so I'm never quite sure who we're talking to. But they say, best funny lyrics for a country song, Brad Paisley. I'm going to miss her. This gem of a song talks about his wife, how his wife is upset that he's going fishing again, and he listens to the lyrics. It's quite funny because in the actual video of the song, it's his wife in real life throwing his clothes out the front door because he's gone fishing again. And it's just relatable because it's true in relationships. And you could replace fishing with you going golfing again or whatever. Insert whatever here. So, Shannon, you get the tickets for the renovation show. Mackling, we got 90 seconds. You ready there, Forche? You got that lined up? Any guesses? I recognize it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that, that, this is, you're right. Right? Like, come on. This is a ludicrous song. Like, really? We're singing about this? Like, he got but drunk on what was in that Red Solo Cup yes. and then wrote a song about his love of the Red Solo Cup. Let's have a party. <laughs> Red Solo it. Cup. I'll fill you up. Let's have a party. Great song. We Great listen video. to this song on the beach over and over and over Absolutely. again in the summertime. This is for you, Mark. Although you can't hear this because you're on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean right now. You <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Hopefully drinking out of something finer than a, a Red, Solo, Red Solo, Solo Cup. If there's a Red Solo Cup on that ship, Mark will find it. I wonder if you could play beer, like beer pong properly on a cruise ship. Oh, oh that it, whole inertia thing and well, yeah, everything. I, don't, I was on a cruise and you barely felt anything, but... Yeah. You know, still. Let, let's try it. Let's try it on the first annual Mackling and McGarry cruise next year. Oh, oh McNabb's coming back for that one. Uh, <laughs> I swear, uh, I swear. You didn't know about that pending of, promotion, did sort you? Of road, my road trips have included Portage in Maine and Snowstorm road trips, and you two are going to get on a cruise? No, I'm coming back for that. <laughs> You're getting for a promotion to the it. corner office. Ours is an on-air radio let's be promotion. Clear, there's no corner office. If there's a cruise, I'm on it. We are going to replay the montage of some of Loren's greatest hits at 9.35. But according to Nick Ehlers, what pushed the Jets into having a late third period winner? Cam's got the answer in sports next. Blue and I've seen you in yellow, but only you, Red, will do for this fella. Because you are the abbot to my Costello, and you are the fruit to my loom. Here we go now. Red Solo Cup, you're more than just plastic. You're more than amazing. You're more than fantastic. And believe me that I'm not the least bit sarcastic when I look at you and say, Red Solo Cup, you're not just a cup. No, no, no. God, no. You're my, you're friend? my friend. 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 Yeah. friend. Lifelong. Thank you for being my friend. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a... It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Our last time as Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Loren McNabb is leaving the start, but not leaving the station 
taking on a leadership role as executive producer for 680 CJOB. So while we're sad, this is a good news story for not just Loren, but for the station. And if you missed it earlier, I put together a little five-minute piece of some of Loren's greatest hits, as it were. But before that, uh, Greg, and I, sh- I shouldn't speak for you. I, I am definitely sad, but uh, I don't know. How are you feeling? Well, I would say that the the audio that you're about to play in about 90 seconds time should balance out nicely what I <laughs> have to say. So, uh, Loren, for as different as we are, we do have so many things in common, and, and some of them are extremely specific. And in that reference or in that point, I'm talking about my love affair with Minidosa, which began in the 1990s. I don't know if you know this, but my dad and my stepmom had moved there and quickly became very active in the community. And I would attend all sorts of different meetings and events with my dad. I was lucky to do those things with him from time to time. And I can remember the very first time I ever played cornhole. It was on a farm in this incredibly gorgeous valley north of Minidosa. It was a Rotary Club event. And everywhere I went... I met somebody with the same last name, and uh, this event was no different. The last name attached to this farm was McNabb, and it seemed that eventually my point of reference was whether or not or how closely they were related to you. I remember the first time I met you. It was at a community event. You wouldn't remember it, but it was, for me, very special to finally meet you. Uh, I'd, like great Wade Miller, grown up watching you on, <laughs> on television. <laughs> Wade, Wade is older than me, and so are you. But I will let you can carry on. And I can tell you this, that when I did finally meet you in person, uh, you were as gracious and kind as I, I know you to be all these years later. And uh, at the time, little did I know that this globe-trotting international journalist would one day become such an important part of my life. I'm continually blown away by your work ethic, your sense of humor, your brilliance. The past five plus years working with you have been a genuine gift. Now, the only Mackling who will miss you more than me, Loren, is Ross. (laughs) My dad, of course, and with all due respect, Brett, um, I'm my dad's third favorite host on this program. (laughs) My dad was born and raised in Winnipeg, but Minidosa sort of stole his heart along the way. And in a sense, you have done the same to me. Thank you for it all. I cherish every laugh, every heartfelt discussion. Whether we agree or disagree, the level of respect I have for you should never, ever be in doubt. You make me want to be a better person, better at what I do every day. I've learned more from you than you could possibly appreciate And more than I will likely ever ever realize, I will miss our morning pep talks. I look forward to what is next for you. I am incredibly grateful that you will continue to be a colleague and an inspiration. A very good friend of mine taught me that it's not goodbye. It's bye for now. And well, on this morning, thank goodness for that. Very overly gracious of you, Greg, and overly kind and I, uh, for for both of you, I had said this when I first shared the news at six thirty. But you, you know, it's it's you're very lucky to love what you do in life. And I have always loved every new challenge that's come along the way. And I don't think so many people out there can say that. And what part of what's made this such a great team is that we've loved. Each of us love what we do every day. And I know Monday morning you're going to get up and love what you do just the same way. For the show to start at six oh seven. 
and I'll be listening and then I will be sending you texts and ideas and harassing and all the rest and that will drive you nuts. But I think what has made this special is that also very few people, when they love what they do, love who they do it with. And uh, it's been a great pleasure to, I think I've actually said this before, but there have been more times now on radio in five and a half years than in some of my television moments where I thought that was, now that was a day. And it doesn't happen without people like both of you. You're, you're smart and you're kind and you're witty and you're funny and you put up with me. So <laughs> thank you for that. Well, this, is, this is a perfect test, a text to segue into what's next, Brett, unless you have something you want to add here. But Delph and Dave says, uh, quit sucking up to the boss, Greg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pretend. I'm going to call myself that. But um, there, I have a boss that's about 10 feet down the hall that I might have to change how I'm treating this. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, it's been a wonderful five and a half years. We can't sum that up in under five minutes, but we are going to try. Manitoba, Manitoba. There are so many bedroom communities in this province that if you pass through, there really isn't a lot in the terms of retail because people are choosing to shop in Winnipeg and the towns that are truly successful are the ones that have homegrown businesses. So absolutely, as a small town girl, as a daughter of an entrepreneur... Get out there. Do your local stuff. <laughs> How do you like that? Do, <laughs> do your local. <laughs> do not cut that into a problem. Do your local. <laughs> it must be such a headache for managers because that's when so many people get to the point of the year and we're all in that boat where you're like, uh-oh, I got these days I need to use. Plus it's Christmas or you have a different holiday you're celebrating coming up and you want the time off. Mm-hmm. And then we're all at the same time going to the boss being like, hey. so pretty today um i have 19 days i need to use corn on the cob lobster and a baked potato are you honestly (laughs) saying that you like any of the above without butter or salt that you would eat them plain no no okay that's important for me to know because i think that when people say they like things what they really mean is they like the butter don't forget sour cream and bacon bits please (laughs) that's my point oh god you know i could go for tonight just put that potato in the oven and then serve it to me as is i have a family friend who makes the best homemade bread and it is meant to be consumed with butter only in my mind and when i watch people cut into the loaf and add like cheese whiz I'm like, come on, man. For example, we saw her in the summer, and she gave each kid in the family one loaf of bread, like a present. And I watched my kids cut into it. They're like, what are you cheese with? And I was like, no! <laughs> I mean, we do, but no. Loren, do you put the grocery cart back? Most of the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean most? So there might be a scenario, I suppose, if I'm in a huge rush. There's no scenario. No, yeah. Jeff, Ron? Absolutely. I'm not a monster like Lorraine. <laughs> oh, gosh. And furthermore, just, I will never, go around the... No, there's never been a scenario where any of you have never, never put the cart back. That never, is a ever, ever. You're I'm a dirty liar. Ask the guys who always put the cart away how often they are shopping with children in tow. Doesn't matter. Put them in the car and then bring, oh, the car bring them with you. What a ridiculous excuse. <laughs> I have children. I can't do it. Honestly, for the three men who don't have children to now decide that they're the gods of parenting. <laughs> Grocery store pet Minus 40. Kid in a car seat. Newborn screaming. Your breasts are filling up with milk because you have to nurse. I'll just get in the car and do that for 30 seconds before I put my cart away. Oh no, now I'm a horrible person. <laughs> They've all left the room. Take that. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs>
Jim Toth. Lauren McNabb is going to talk zipper driving with me. Na, 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 na. Do the zipper. Na, 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 na. <laughs> zipper merch. I know the headline caught Greg's eye yesterday, but Greg, it was for a different reason. Well, because I knew <laughs> Lauren would love it. It reads, Winnipeg City Councilors push for permanent zipper merch signage and immediately. So I wanted to send that to Winnipeg's own champion of the zipper merge, Lauren McNabb. You go, they go. You go, they go. You go, they go. Just like a zipper. You go, they go. You go, they go. You're zippering the merge. Okay? Does everybody understand? Don't forget the wave. The wave is a nice sure. addition no, no. to the process. It's like go, a dance. You go, you go they wave, go wave. They go wave. You go, go wave, wave. They go wave. You, you go wave, wave. They go I wave. wave. Yeah. You go, they go wave. So I write down, sounds good, you know, in our internal chat a million times a day when we're exchanging ideas. Sounds good. That's good. Looks good. And it always corrects it to sounds food. <laughs> like every single time, yeah, which yeah. makes no sense. And let me tell you this. I am never writing duck in any sentence. You know what I'm writing for? <laughs> in any sentence, I'm not writing, oh, what the duck? <laughs> Lorenz pumping her uh, fists in the air. You gotta crank this. You know why? During a bad breakup in my 20s, this song got played a lot. <laughs> what is it? Jody Messina, Bye Bye Love, I'll Catch You Later. Got a lead foot down on my accelerator and the rear view mirror tore off because I ain't never looking back. And that's a fact. <laughs> Woo! Lorenz <laughs> <laughs> performing Saturday and Sunday of Country I Fest. Bye-bye, my baby, bye-bye. Just put that montage on X slash Twitter if you would like to listen to it again. And, of course, it will be part of the podcast at cjob.com for the start. And I'll just simply say, Loren, when uh, Greg and I took over the morning show, we, we took it over in unusual circumstances. And when they finally made us the official hosts, they did tell us, we want to get a third host in there, and we want it to be a female voice, and not just a female voice, but a female voice with journalism experience, because neither of us are, like, trained journalists. I was a newsreader, but I'm not a, never been a reporter. And when they told us, yeah, we're, it's going to be Loren McNabb, I thought, are you kidding? You, you lured her away from the anchor desk at Global? I was, ex- we, were, we were both ecstatic. And, uh... You are, I've never met anyone like you. You're, you're, you're a genuine force of nature. You're not just a hard worker. You are a true force of nature. And I'm so grateful to have had this experience. The last five and a half years of working with you has been and always will be one of the greatest highlights of my career and my life. So thank you. I will miss you as co-host, but... We know that the station will be in good hands now that you're going to help guide the overall ship. So we congratulate you on this move to executive producer. My thanks goes to both of you. I love you both very much. You're wonderful people. And the show is in good hands. You started it off so well five and a half years ago, and you're going to make it even better as we move forward on Monday. And I've been trying this last 15 minutes not to make eye contact with either of you. But uh, here we go. Cue the music loud so we can all have a little cry right now, please. I got to fact check you there. We started hosting the show six and a half years ago. We did it a year without you. And <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, I really don't want to go, you know, I'm not looking forward to going back, but uh, sometimes you got to take a step back to make two steps forward. 
9.48. Let's check in with Hal Anderson after we take a peek at your forecast on 680 CJOB. Mackling McGarry McNabb, let's check in with Hal Anderson. Hi, Hal. Oh, listen. Uh, let me wait. Let me take my time here, not to promote my show, but to talk about yours just for a second. You know, as you know, I've got the pulse of things in this city, right, connecting Winnipeg, and I was hearing rumblings that you were leaving Loretta. First, I heard that the mayor Scott Gillingham had pulled you aside at some point during one of the monthly interviews and said, "Hey, Loren." Would you like to be Winnipeg's zipper merge czar? <laughs> if that had happened, Hal, let me tell you, I'd be out of here. And then I heard, and then I heard you were moving to Bothwell, Manitoba to become a marble oh, cheese no. ambassador. No, no, no. <laughs> Not true. None of it. No. <laughs> but honestly, and from my heart, congrats, Loren. And I'll just say this. I'm sad you're not going to be a part of the start anymore, at least not on a regular basis, as... I listen every morning, not because I have to, but because I'm a fan, but I'm also, so I'm sad, but I'm also really excited about your new role as executive producer here at CGOB because it means that that role and you will now make all our shows better, not just the morning show. So all the best. Very kind. Thank you, Hal. And my first order of business would be you can never bring up marble cheese ever again. Ah, okay. So you are the boss. So you are the boss then. Because this was new to me as I listened this morning. I thought, oh, man, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I I like listening to it. If I ever see it in your home, I will burn it to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyhow, I want to start with some politics after the news here at 10 o'clock on Connecting Winnipeg. We'll talk about PCs here in Manitoba meeting. I want to talk about about the passing of Ed Broadbent. Sure, old school politician, but maybe we need more old school politicians today. We'll start there right after the news at 10 o'clock. Hal Anderson's on Connecting Winnipeg from 10 until 12. Producer Jeff Fortier in Master Control. Loren, do you want to take us home? I can't remember what you do here. Doesn't matter. Thank you all so much for being part of this family and continuing to be part of this family. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I'm not going anywhere in the sense of leaving the station, so I'm super excited to stick around. I've loved all your comments this morning, and I love you, Manitoba, and particularly to Greg, Brett, and Forche. Every morning I wake up and think, oh my gosh, this alarm has gone off already. And then 40 minutes later, I'm in the office and we're having a laugh about something. And I've never known mornings in the dead of night could start off so beautifully. Thank you for the last five and a half years. Skyler You're listening the to the start. <laughs> no, wait. Connecting Winnipeg is next. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Who's next? No, what's next? Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? I gotta talk.